podcast with Dan and Scott. Hottest golf podcast, whether you like it or not. Fresh from back in the day when that's a put at the park. 7 a.m. PM special where they played after dark. From the birds to the focus to the losses and the win. Welcome podcast, patron to the show, lead the pen. Get busy golfing or get busy dying. Hottest golf podcast and the swing ain't lying. Welcome back, podcast patrons, to another episode of Leave the Pin Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan. We got my co-host, Scott. It's snowing out, whatever. Scott, what's the good word? What's the good word? It may be snowing out, but it's warm here in Butler Cabin. Um, hello, Scott, friends. how, how oh, did you what? get into Butler Cabin? Uh, I, I just I felt like being Jim Nance for a few minutes. Uh, unfortunately, no fans at the Masters. However, Scott... Who the hell were all these people lining 18 and the fairways all week long? That So that was literally the first thing I thought the the second I turned the Masters on. I was just like, who who are all these people? So apparently it was members. The members were entitled to bring one guest. The players were entitled to bring one guest. And the coaches were at Lyric Swing coaches were allowed to be there. And there was assorted volunteers who were invited and media and, and, and yeah, there was like a hundred people lining 18, but no fans. Yeah. Wow. I guess the members are fans. I, I mean, I literally like, I would, I think they had just as many people there than they did the previous week in Houston. As far as fans go, if not more, honestly. There was probably more. Uh, look, man, I'm going to tell you, I like the Masters. I love the Masters. Um, I'm going to come out. I'm going to say it. People are going to be pissed. But I was disappointed. There's a bunch of reasons. I'll get into them. But as an overall whole, I thought at this time of year, nothing going on in the sports world for the most part. The Masters finishing early-ish on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, before football really got into it and stuff, I thought there would be some excitement. Um, but honestly, man, to me, it was just it was dull. It wasn't it wasn't the Masters to me. It was an important golf tournament that DJ ran away with. Well, was it dull because DJ ran away with it, or was it dull because DJ ran away with it? I think it was dull. Because, because, and those are, and understand, those are two very different questions. Yes. Is it dull because DJ ran away with it, meaning dull anyone ran away with it, or dull because the person who ran away with it happened to be Dustin Johnson? I, yeah, I mean, look, I completely get you. I've been reading a lot about it. Everyone kind of lauded the fact that, you know, DJ's so cool, he's calm, it was the perfect winner for this year. And And quite honestly, I can't disagree, but here are some of the reasons. First off, you know, we knew Augusta was going to look different, and different did it look. You could definitely tell the overseed was there. There was a lot of bare spots around the collars of the greens. The tee boxes towards Sunday started to look a little shoddy. Um, that, honestly, in and of itself, should shut up every one of you out there that thinks their $30 around municipal course should be green year-round. Because the one course in the world with complete autonomy to do whatever they want and means beyond anything that you can imagine when it comes to monetary income to put into their course could not make that place look pristine in November. 
So please stop harping on the fact that, well, they get it right in April. Yeah, because that's like the perfect time in the deep south to get great grass, strong grass. They, they put the UV lights on the azaleas. The dogwoods are in bloom down there because that's the start of spring. I mean, spring is at its peak during the Masters. But that course that has all the resources in the world, all the means in the world, could not get that place to look in tip-top condition. No, there's only so much you can do. And and like you said, like it's d- the course itself is designed to peak in April, which is why they have the tournament there. Cuz in all honesty, if that if it if they could set it up so it could peak at a different time of year, then they would say, "Hey, listen, we want to have this tournament now in May." Correct. Or, or whenever they want. And they would get it then. Yeah, and that's and the PGA Tour would be like they're not going to say no, so that would be what it would be, and they would hold it when they're going to hold it when they feel like holding it, and you know what are people going to do? Play the Houston Open, you know? So yeah, that that's exactly the way it's set up, and that's when it peaks. The course was originally conceived as a winter resort, right? Uh, a week, sorry, not a week, a month after the Masters, the course is closed, right? Simple as that. It takes them a week to get down on the grandstands and stuff like that, and the leaderboard, so the me- members don't like that when they play, right? They just want to see wall-to-wall green. The course closes mid to late May, and then it doesn't reopen again until, you know, basically late October, uh, early November. They push that up a little bit because of obviously the masters being when it was. Right. And I think as far as what they could have got done, I think it was fantastic, but you know, how long have we been watching the masters? 30, 30 plus years. Right. So to us, that's not the masters as far as visually, right. As far as it's uh, visually, as far as I'm concerned, it was not the masters. And that's a big part of it too. It, it it is because, like I said in the last pod, it awakens your senses here in the Northeast. I, we're biased, right? I don't live in an area that has year-round golf. I don't live in Georgia. I don't live down in Florida or Arizona or anything like that. I live in a place where today, November seventeenth, it snowed. Where one of my local courses, Jack Frost, I was talking with the superintendent today. They're covered in snow up there, Scott. Enough where they have to suspend play and hope that on Friday it gets warm enough that it melts. Like, that's where we live. So the Masters, to us, growing up, was always the start of spring. It's, um, like, it's like when pitchers and catchers report for, for baseball spring training. Thanks. That's, that's like, you know something, like, you know something's about to be up. Yes. Yes. It, it marks the beginning. It's renewal. Now it was, you know, I love the fall, but the fall to me always signals kind of a, a melancholy feeling. Everything dies, you know, everything mm-hmm. goes into hibernation, everything slows down, especially again here in the Northeast when we go through those seasons. And that's what the Masters felt like to me. It just felt kind of, kind of melancholy. And I am more than happy for DJ, trust me. The dude played lights out. I'm going to get into some numbers now. They're going to blow people away. But like you said, the way he won, I mean, at one point he bogeys four or five holes and M gets within one, and then that was it. I yep. mean, for like five minutes, there was some intrigue. But even then, the intrigue was Sanjay M, like the homeless guy, you know? Right. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't Tiger or Brooks Kepka or Rory McIlroy charging up the leaderboard, although Rory did have a, himself a Sunday. Sure. Um, so it, did it was. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. You know, here's the thing, too. I don't need that, right? I don't need tournaments to be filled with big names and, and you know, past major winners and stuff like that. It would have been an amazing story. I mean, the dude, you know, was rookie of the year last year. He literally lives hotel to hotel, does not want to get a house here. Um, we, we saw him at the Northern Trust. He, he blew past reporters and everyone to make a beat towards his family, who he gets a hotel room for as well. Uh, he was so gracious, so respectful to everyone. Like, what an awesome dude, right? And what an awesome guy internationally to grow the game, especially at Augusta. But mm. he he doesn't he doesn't do it for me. Do you know what I mean? It just it it just it just wasn't there for me. No, I hear you. To- totally understand. Um, look, DJ was flawless. He wins by five. If you know, I don't even know why I'm telling you people this. You know that he wins by five over Sanjay M and Cam Smith. Um, JT was eight back. Rory's nine back for Telly. Kepka got himself a top ten after an awful Thursday. Tiger had a ten on Sunday. Tiger pulled a spieth on number twelve. Yeah, I, and, and I have my goes, theories then on then he goes Tiger. Four, four of the last five holes, he goes to birdie them. Like the dude, uh, he got he, screwed on Saturday when he had to play twenty six holes. Exactly, yeah. that's what I was gonna say. I mean, the 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 whole situation with having a, you know, the the too many holes in one day for him is just, it's not good for him. No, no. And you know, the thing is like, with, with that being said, I'm watching a shot tracer right now of tiger, uh, on fr- on Thursday compared to Saturday. It's like, it's insane. Thursday. He looked like tiger of last year. Dude shoots 68. One of his best opening rounds ever at the masters. You're going, Oh my God, he's going to contend. And again, like it so happens in golf, you get the wrong side of the draw. You got a 44 year old man who is playing in 50 degree temperature. It takes him forever to warm up. And not only that, but he's playing a round and a half all within a day. It was the perfect storm for him not to contend. Yep. As soon as I saw that he still had holes to finish from his second round Saturday morning, uh, that was when I wrote Tiger off. It's just, it's not a good situation for him. One of uh one of the most interesting things, and I and remember, mark my words, I said in the last podcast that Bryson was not gonna win. And not only did he not win, but he got completely embarrassed out there. And then not only did he get embarrassed out there, he got beat by the oldest competitor in Masters history to make the cut, Bernhard Longer. He got beat by him on Sunday, but not only that, he then goes in to the scoring tent, signs a scorecard, comes out, talks to Balionis, and basically she says, you know, was it the pressure that you put on yourself, blah, 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 blah. And he says, nah, my body's all good, but it's my head now. Now my head's dizzy. I'm dizzy. Something's wrong with me. I don't know what it was, but there's definitely something wrong with me. Look, dude, I could tell you there's something wrong with you. I, I was going to say, yeah, we know that. <laughs> he, hey, look, I love the strategy. For whatever Bryson is, I commend him for it. I like things that are different. And I like that he was sticking to his guns. He just didn't have it this week. Might that work next year or the year after? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could, honestly. But I feel like this was the perfect opportunity for him in November to bomb and gouge the hell out of that course when things were so soft. The fairways were basically playing twice as wide. The the greens were like dartboards. When have you ever Mm -hmm. seen a ball stick like that? 
at Augusta. Nope. It's uh, it was insane. So I mean, whatever. Screw him. You know, he he didn't. <laughs> he didn't win. Um, that might, he, that might be a little harsh. Okay. All right. Um, forget him. How about that? Fair enough. Out of sight, out of mind. Scott, I we have very short memories in golf. Um, we barely remember who won the Houston Open. It was last week. Let alone what happened six mm-hmm. months ago. Let alone what happened in this pandemic year. DJ is the current PGA Tour Player of the Year. He's also the FedEx Cup champion. He's also the world number one. He's the Masters champ. He's going to go into the next major as the front runner to win as well. In the last decade, has someone had a better year than he is currently having in this weird year that we're having? In the last decade? In the last decade. Spieth in 2015. <sighs> okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. Did Spieth win the FedEx Cup that year? I believe so. Yeah. He won two majors. I, I mean, yeah, I know. I know. But the thing is, we've only, um, we, we're down a major this year. Right. I really played three. Um, yeah, Jordan Spieth did win the FedEx Cup. Oh, okay. We, we uh, before I did. Yeah. Um, we played three this year. The Open Championship wasn't being held. But DJ has the lowest cumulative score in all three majors, which you know kind of makes sense with him going 20 under. Only 18 players made the cut in all three majors. Obviously, there was no Open Championship. Uh, DJ leads the way in the cumulative scoring 24 under par, which is insane when you think about it because he was plus five at the U.S. Open. Bryson right. was second. Bryson's second at that at 18 under par. Um, let me throw some accolades on DJ and tell you about some of the records that he broke at Augusta. Now, the, I think to put this into context, you have to really think about the past champions at Augusta, right? You have Tiger's won four times, Jack who's won six, Arnie, Gary. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like a who's who. Bubba Watson. Bubba Watson's <laughs> won twice. I mean, Ray Floyd, Ballesteros, like Ben Crenshaw. Yeah, Jordan Speed. I mean, there's so it, it. When you go to the USGA Museum and you see the winners of the U.S. Open Trophy, a lot of those guys uh, become footnotes in history. When you look at the Masters winners, they're stars. Absolutely. Okay. So DJ goes and has the lowest 54 hole mark. The lowest 72 hole mark, which was held previously by Tiger in his 97 campaign, which everyone remembers, the first Masters he won. And then Jordan, of course, in 2015, DJ was better than that. First ever to reach 20 under. Uh, The first player to have two rounds of 65 in one Masters. That one surprised me. You Hmm. figure somewhere along the line, someone would have. Um he played all the par threes, all the par fours, and all the par fives under par and one lowest stroke average uh, of players. Uh, another wire to wire winner. The wire to wire winner list is pretty impressive. Jordan Spieth in 15, Trevor Immelman in 08, Ballesteros, Raymond Floyd, Nicholas Palmer twice, Jimmy Demerit, Herman Kaiser, Craig Wooden, Horton Smith. Okay, a who's who of yeah. Golf Hall of Famers. Uh, made the fewest bogeys by a champion. He made four bogeys the entire week, Scott. That is insane. 
No, he he played great. And he played lights out. And that's when he's on, that's the way he plays. So, I, you know, uh, it, it, it's not surprising that he he happened to be hot this week and that's what happened. Those were the results because those are the results when he's hot. When he is on, he is Tiger at his peak. He is Rory at his peak. And quite honestly, I can't name another guy out there. Maybe Brooks in the majors at his peak. When DJ's on, he is at that level. Or or should I say those people are at his level? You know, it, it is kind of, it is fitting that, you you know, you mentioned the Masters. You know, these are the people who are like, you know, all-time greats. I, this is, I, I think DJ was well on his way to being an all-time great. And now this kind of just cements that. His place in history is is firmly secure at this point. You know, you got there. There's a lot more. I hate to say there's a lot more to golf than winning, right? Because all we do is judge people by number of majors they have and and you know how many wins and stuff like that. So this is DJ's what 29th overall win, his second Something major. Crazy like that, but yeah, he probably should have four to five majors. He should definitely have he should, three. Okay? He should definitely have three. We know that. I would say guys, he should have four. Yeah, I would agree. There's the possibility of, of five, the open championship when he hits the ball OB on the 17th hole. Um, you, have, you have guys like Zach Johnson, right? Now, like, just ask yourself, for the listeners out there, compare Zach Johnson with two majors, right? An open championship and a mm-hmm. Masters compared to DJ. I, right. I don't I like put those two in your head, right? And say, who would you want to start a golf team around? It's not Zach Johnson. No, and you would think of Zach Johnson kind of as like maybe like your your second or third pick, not overall, obviously, you know, for for if you're picking a team, that's kind of probably where he might fall. But right. obviously you would start with DJ. And so when you start to look at at guys, you know, like let me just read off a few guys that have two majors, all right? And uh, and Scott, you just say the name of that person or if DJ's better than, okay? I'm just going to give a few. Angel Cabrera. DJ's better. Okay. How about, um, I'm just, just people nowadays. We don't have to go too far back. Lee Jansen. Uh, DJ's better. Ratif Goosen. DJ's better. Zach Johnson. DJ. John Daly. Uh, I'll take DJ, but that one's pretty close. Here's one that's very close. I could go back and forth on this. Greg, Greg Norman only has two majors. Greg Norman only has two majors. Got to remember how many times he fell apart at the Masters. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, man, man, man was a wounded duck. Um, hmm. That one there, you know, like uh, Greg, I'll take I'll take DJ. Greg Norman is Gary Player, right? A lot of his wins are overseas and stuff like that. You know, they're not quote unquote PGA Tour wins. Dude right. was the greatest driver of the golf ball ever. You want to debate me on it? Just ask anyone that actually knows golf. They will tell you with the equipment used, Greg Norman, the greatest driver of the golf ball. DJ, a very good driver of the golf ball. Um, you put both of them together. Let's say, you know, you can't compare generations, but let's say using the same equipment and just talent. That's probably the closest person to DJ. Another one that's interesting too is Johnny Miller. Hmm. 
Now, Johnny Miller will tell you he's better well, than DJ. Johnny Miller will tell you he's better than Tiger. Well, that's that's true. You know he won a U.S. Open, right, Scott? Uh, didn't he have, like, the low the low round in a U.S. Open yeah, for I'm... a while? And that anyone who's gotten lower since doesn't count? I'm pretty sure that's true. And I think I've mm. heard that a few times on eh, television, podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So you look at those guys that have two majors, and then you compare them to DJ, and you're like, wait a minute, DJ's world-class, and those guys, like, lucked into two majors, you know? I'm, I'm just curious. Do you have a list of, of guys who have three? Of guys that have three? Yeah, I could do that for you. Come on now. I'm just guys curious have... how, 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 how equipped you were to provide that. All right, here, here a guy with three majors. Padraig Harrington. Okay, I'll take DJ. Larry Nelson. Ooh, that one's pretty close. It is very close. Yeah. Here's a here's a here's a very tough one. Hale Irwin. Such different games too. Um, yeah, that that's now, interesting. Let me give you three or four in a row now, and now I want you to kind of see the level of people that we're talking about. So we already mentioned Hale Irwin, Padraig Harrington. We got Billy Casper, Payne Stewart, VJ Singh, Jordan Spieth, Jimmy Demerit. Like, we're mm-hmm. getting into... That's some rarefied air right there. Exactly. And then if you want to go to four, if you want to go to four, then you get to the likes of Kepka, Ray Floyd, uh, Willie Park, Rory McIlroy, Ernie Els. You're, it's, it's, that's first ballot Hall of Fame. Well, yeah. Uh, that first I, the, th- fame. Th- the guys at three are it's a lot closer than I actually thought it would be. Um, the guys at four, I mean, for what it's worth, I mean, is DJ a, you know physically more gifted than Ernie Els? Maybe I'd still take Ernie Els ten times out of ten. Here's some interesting people at at majors too, which I, you know, do you really want to count these? You have to historically, but. Willie Park Sr., and then old Tom Morris and young Tom Morris. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're talking about a crew that ran the 1860s to 1870s yeah. in golf. Uh, I mean, I think but, the, U- the USAM counts as a major for them. So, sure. Uh, like, you know, would you take old Tom Morris or DJ? Well, hell, I would take DJ with no majors. Um, but again, you can only beat the competition they put in front of you. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So those guys were ahead of their time, but but think about those names like Old Tom Morris. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows who that is. Willie Park. Everybody knows who that is. So to to get yourself up to three, and then possibly four, which you probably should have, um, that's ah. that's insane. And then if you wanted to, you could you could compare to world number ones, right? You could you know Tom Lehman or DJ DJ. Um, well, you, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Luke Donald or DJ? DJ. I mean, it's like you know, you could do this all day long, and realize. Well, Lee, 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 Lee Westwood has been world number one, right? So, and I'm taking DJ. Oh, obviously. So, obviously. I mean, it so, was it was solid. It was very solid in in terms of playing. Uh, in terms of viewing at home, uh, I'll tell you what. I will say that I thoroughly enjoyed Masters.com coverage. 
because there was no annoying announcers and you got to hear conversations. And quite honestly, that it nowadays it's the way I like to watch my golf. Mm-hmm. I agree. Definitely agree. And you know what's great? There was no one screaming, get in the hole, you know, on the, the tee box. There was no one yelling mashed potatoes. There was no one yelling, you the man. Yeah, you know. and, and to be fair, that is usually pretty muted at Augusta, but it does it's still... It's still annoying when it happens. Of course, of course. Uh, I do have a, a, a special surprise for you. Oh! So, uh, little little did you know, but I have actually secured us for this podcast a, a spectacular uh, once-in-a-lifetime interview. Now, I heard you hinting at this, and I saw it on Instagram on our account that there was a special guest. So, I mean, please feel free to introduce and, and, and pipe them in, and I can't wait. All right. Well, I, this, this is a, it's someone very special right now. Uh, I'd like to introduce uh, our special guest, DJ. Uh, DJ, are, are you there? Yo, I mean, anyone really there, man? Very, very deep. Very deep. Uh, to That's ask what you, a, said. I have to ask you a couple questions. Uh, first of all, you know, congratulations. And I just want to know, what, what were you thinking, you know, walking up the, the 18th hole at Augusta, knowing that the, this moment you've been waiting for is uh, about to happen? Uh, congratulations for what, man? Uh, you, you, just, you just won the Masters. Oh, yeah, dude. That was pretty cool, bro. Yeah, yeah you, you didn't realize, like, trophy and green jacket and all that, that that was what happened? You know, let me tell you something, man. It was it was funny. Like, I finished on the 18th hole, and, you know, my chick came up, and she kissing on my neck and stuff. And uh, and this guy came over, and he was like, you got to come over here and and talk to Tiger Woods. And I was like, what? Tiger Woods? And then Tiger mm. put a jacket on me and all that. And, and then Amanda asking me questions. And I'm like, I can't even speak right now. Like, you want me to say words? Okay. So what was that moment made more special by the fact that your, your, you know, your brother Austin was there, you know, or, or was it, you know, it's just another day in the golf course for you. Yeah, that's my brother. Okay. okay. Um, you know Eddie, him? Eddie, Eddie, I, 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 not personally, but I'm well aware of who he is. Yeah, uh, that's Ed, my man's. Ed, Yo, you my man's too, Scott. I, I, I agree, man. I agree. Any thoughts to what we're serving at the Champions Dinner next year oh, or in man. April? I mean, yo, I got the munchies, so like Doritos, um, maybe some Yoo-Hoo, um, probably uh, Bojangles. Mm, I heard um, you like sandwiches. Yo, I love all them sandwiches, man. What type of sandwiches you like, Scott? Uh, at Augusta, I like the, the chicken sandwich and the pulled pork. That's pretty good all. They tried giving me the sandwich with just cheese on it. I was like, yo, where's the, where's the cheese, man? And they said, it's on a sandwich. And I was like, whoa, it's just a sandwich with cheese. You believe that? Crazy, crazy. 
That's what I thought. Did uh did 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 you get any words of advice from from Wayne Gretzky uh before the final round, you know, knowing mm-hmm. how how great he is as an athlete and all the pressure situations he had been in. Who? Um, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky, Paulina's father. Oh, oh, dog, you mean pops. Mm. Yo, yeah, me and pops were just kicking it, man. I had a bunch of stogies and it was like, yo, pops, I did it. Hmm. You you are aware that he was an athlete, right? Like a professional athlete? Yeah, he comes and plays golf with me. Of course I know that, Scott. Uh, DJ, who's the, the NHL leading, all-time leading goal scorer? Barry Sanders. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know what else to say. DJ, it's been a pleasure having you on. Uh Thank you so much for for being here, and you know, good luck in April defending the the green jacket and the Masters Championship, um, and just enjoy the sandwiches. Hey man, I I, I want to thank you uh, for having me on and doing this talking thing. Um, and I'm real sorry that Bryson blocked you guys. Like he's just he's fat man. He drinks too much chocolate milk and stuff, but. Listen, man, you are cool by me. So, uh, you know, next year you and Dan maybe come by and, you know, come to the Masters and, and you know, wear the jacket or whatever. I don't care. Whatever, dog. Uh, let me ask you a question. Can can we stay with you in your rental house? And if we do, what's the one thing that we should definitely bring with us? Oh, dog, y'all got to bring shoes because sometimes if you, you know, are elevated – and you are wearing socks, like you could fall down things and run over people in jet skis and stuff like that. You know, just wear shoes. Gotcha. Just wanted to just wanted to make sure. All right. Thanks, DJ. I really appreciate it. Um I'm sorry Dan couldn't join us. He had to, I guess, step away for a minute, but you know, thanks for thanks for being part of the podcast. Oh yeah, you are very welcome. Uh peace and and love and and all that stuff. Take care. Scotto, so what did uh what did I miss? I had to look up some facts real quick. Uh what did you miss? Uh, I don't think DJ knows that he won the Masters. That's that's the impression that I got. Oh, I uh, could definitely. Yeah, I mean sometimes athletes, you know, black out, they go in the zone and stuff and they can't remember like the minutia or the details. I mean, I'm obviously he knows he won, but you know, maybe uh, Maybe. Yeah. He didn't he didn't know who Wayne Gretzky was. Oh, he's a hockey player. Played on the Kings, played on the Oilers, the, the great one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't even watch hockey. I know who I know who that is. Uh, let me ask you a question. Who's the NHL's oh. all time leading scorer? You're trying to trick me. It's very easy, Scott. It's Wayne Gretzky, obviously. Exactly. So uh are you in any way, shape, or form uh related or, or- let's say engaged to anyone who's related to Wayne Gretzky. Uh, no, no, actually I have a wife. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah, well, well, there you go. That, that was our interview with DJ. Interesting. Interesting. Um, few, uh, odds and ends, some, some notes, uh, in the world 
of golf. PGA Tour announced that in 2022, the BMW is going to be played in Delaware at the South Course at Wilmington Country Club. I thought that was awesome. That's like an hour and 20 from me. 2021, the BMW is going to be at Caves Valley, where my buddy Dan is a, a caddy out of on the Corn Ferry Tour as well. That's mm. his home home course there. So I really like this moving away for I mean, personal reasons. I like moving away from Chicago towards a little bit more of the mid-Atlantic region, which, you know, is easier for us to frequent. Oh, absolutely. That, that'll be fun. You know what was interesting, too? I, I didn't mention it before, but let's, let's not gloss over the fact that three weeks ago, DJ tested positive for COVID. His first tournament back was in Houston. Mm-hmm. Like, b- back after not playing for, like, three weeks. And he finishes, like, top five there and then goes off to win the Masters. I have a feeling that this was a normal year, Scott, where the schedule just kept on rolling and rolling into big events and WGC events. And he was playing like this? Uh, Gosh, I I don't even know. I don't even know what he might do. It might be, like, uh, an eight-win season for him. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely, that's definitely a possibility, um, and the only thing with him, again, we've said it, you know, he can, he gets super streaky and he goes on these tears, but then he, I feel like he does kind of, you know, not disappear, but he takes a little step back. So who knows? I mean, it could have been, you know, his, his hot couple weeks and then he fades away for a little bit and comes back and gets super hot. And I, I just feel like we've seen the we've seen it happen a lot. Yeah, so. and and that's golf. I mean, golf is the streakiest of games. Like, would you rather, you know, if you ask a pro golfer, would you rather, would you rather get hot three times in your career during major weeks, or would you rather be hot 20 times during regular tournaments? Every single golfer is going to say, get hot during the three major weeks. Absolutely. You know, sometimes you just can't control it. Sometimes it's just these forces of nature, and it's just, it's your time. It's like, you know, I got hot in Houston. Oh, great. That's awesome. I'm not going to win next week now. You know, like we did that last pod where we went over mm-hmm. the winners of the Houston Open and how they did the Masters. You know, or, or you win the week before uh, the U.S. Open. You're like, oh, come on. It's awesome to win, but I couldn't have been next week. Well, and and that's, you know, would. That's the, you know, would you rather be Jordan Spieth right now or would you rather be like Webb Simpson, let's say? Uh, you know, Webb is is still, you know, he's still kicking. He definitely is a, a great player. Spieth, yeah, maybe not so much, but Spieth set for life. Not that Webb isn't, but, you know, the big difference between three majors and one. I don't think anybody... I don't think they'd say it publicly, but I don't think anybody would want to be where Jordan Spieth is in his headspace right now. Eh, fair. I, what I'm, what my, the point I'm making is if, if both of their careers ended right now. Sure. sure. Fe- who feels better about their career? Jordan Spieth does. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Webb argue, has been a more consistent player throughout his career. 
So Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you look at stats and you take, like, total number of wins, you would say Webb is a better player. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, it, it's it's like, you know, you can have 100 singles, and I can have a $100 bill. What's more impressive? My $100 bill. They're the yep. same damn thing. Exactly. You know? But it's that shininess, and those majors have that shiny wow factor. Uh, RSM this week, Scott, down in St. Simons Island, Georgia. Bill Haas tested positive. He's out. Um, so, you know, that's still happening on tour. Don't think it's not. Um, I, you know, th- th- here's, here's another off take. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just a weird golf nut. I tend to enjoy these smaller events, and I don't mean smaller as like number of participating players, but just events that don't get the hype, uh, opposed to like the Masters and, and things like that. Like if you asked me, you know, would you rather walk, you know, four or five days at a U.S. Open, or would you rather walk four or five days at an at an off week tournament? I would gladly choose an off-week tournament with less people and less hoopla and just allows you to get closer to the action. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah, Because, again, some, having that closeness to the action, having that, you know, chance of maybe that, like, sh- small interaction with a player um, and it not being so crazy. Also, those big events, you have people who aren't really golf fans who are floating around. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. The smaller events bring out a different crowd, and in my opinion, a better crowd. Yeah, I, I, I like I like that more more golf fans. And don't get me wrong, the hoopla and the hype and pageantry of a major or of a WGC or a FedEx playoff is is awesome. I mean, it's really cool. But I feel like nowadays with as many tournaments as we've been to, and I'm I'm not saying that like oh we've been to a ton of tournaments and you haven't, people. You know, I, I just think now I, I tend to appreciate being out on a hole somewhere and, and being maybe one of 10 people following a no-name group and seeing someone try to put a round together instead of sitting 50 rows up in a grandstand, you know, at the U.S. Open surrounded by 40 people. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Or, or not being able to, you know, not being able to see, you know, someone put out because, you know... Tiger or Kepka or someone's coming, you know, two two holes, you know, or two groups later. So everyone's starting to gather already. It it, it gets crazy. Whereas the smaller tournaments, again, you have you almost have your run of the place. So I like yeah, that. I like I that's a great way to put it. You don't have to fight crowds to get places. You literally could have the run of the place. I wanna mention something. I had it on my notes from last week. I actually had said I believe I said it. If not, I said it in my head, and I was thinking about it. I said it would be very tough for a guy like DJ to win the Masters because he plays exclusively that left-to-right fade. Um, chalk that one up for being a moron on my part. Yeah, well, it's interesting because you know you do have lefties who fade it who are successful, like Bubba. Um, but Nicholas was also a fader. So, I, you know what? I guess it's one of those things where, you know, y- you hear uh, you can't win at Augusta with a fade. But in reality, you know, that ha- is that true or is it hype? So, 
I guess it all it really depends on who who it is that's hitting that fade. Yeah, the, I think it's really more of a talking point than anything yep. amongst people. You know, I don't think there's any credibility to it whatsoever. Exactly. And and one fade is not equal to another. I mean, you know, DJ's DJ's fade is is a completely different story than than mine, for example. It's, you know, it's he's hitting strong. it he's hitting it over over the problems or th- past the problems that you would hit into when you hit a fade. I want to. I'm going to give you a quiz real quick because uh, that that basically wraps it up. I mean, th- there's nothing else that we could say about the Masters and DJ's performance that A hasn't been said already, um, B hasn't been mentioned. You know, there's no new insight. It was it was phenomenal. He Kudos. played great. Yeah. Good on uh, him. Let's let's quiz you. This is tough. I wouldn't have gotten this. Oh shoot, where'd it go? I want to know if you know the top five guys in the FedEx Cup rankings. As of right now. Right or now, as Tuesday. of the end of the season. Nope. Tuesday, November seventeenth. Give it Tuesday. to me. Uh, well, I'm gonna say DJ's one. That's correct. Is Bryson two? That's correct. Uh, number three. Blow your mind. Blow everyone's mind out there when they hear it. Um. When I say not, this, you're... go yeah, ahead. No. It's it's someone. It can't be someone obvious. Then I was gonna say maybe Morikawa, but think more along the lines of like 1997. 1997. It's Stuart Sink. Stuart Sink. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Patrick Cantlay is four. Jason Kokrak is five. Okay. Stuart Sink. I don't know how. I. Uh, okay. He, he's got uh, he's got he's got a win in that whatever he won in some off Dominican or something like that. Gotcha. He got two top tens. I I just. I, I mean, our, every tournament has just ended with him beating Tom oh, Watson in a the, playoff. Yeah, he won the Safeway Open. That's what I'm talking about, dude. Like short memories in golf is crazy. He won the, the Safeway at, at Silverado in California. I mean, that's that was September 13th. In Napa. Mm. Hey, good good for Stuart Sink. I yeah. mean hey, you never know. It could be uh could be his year coming up. Oh, maybe. They're not playing the open though. Or we haven't played the open. They're gonna play it next year. We'll see. We'll see. I I, I will go on record right now. You know, last year when the majors were done, I said that Rory would win all the, the twenty twenty majors. Yeah. Uh, so you money on Stuart Sink? Uh, you know what? I I will I will do that because you know what? I can't be any more wrong than I was about Rory. He did he a hey, he gave a it can't run. get any worse. He can't, but he he did he made you look good on Sunday, Scott. You know, it's like a horse race, win show place. You know, mm-hmm. he showed up for you at least. Well, he always shows up. That's you know that's the thing with Rory. He always shows up on on Sunday when he's kind of already out of it. Yeah. Uh, king of the backdoor when, top tens. When he's when he's in it, eh, eh, eh. Eh, not so much. Um, I, hey, I'm interested to listen back to this uh, and and see what I missed. Um, I, I heard you say quickly you had a special guest on. I figured I'd just you know give the reins over to you. I had something to do real quick. So uh, listen, uh, like I said, we had DJ 
Um, he he's a spectacular interview. That yeah. that's well, all maybe, I will say. Maybe he'll join us um, in the future. We might need him to like handicap a tournament for us or mm. give us some insight. Let's say he he misses a cut somewhere. You know, maybe we have him. You know, do like a watch party with us or something. Hey, did we have to? Hey, we don't have a big budget. Did we have to pay to get him on? Uh, I actually told him that we were a different podcast and that you know that he should probably sign up and and you know join us. And he was more than happy to do that. Part of me feels like you could just uh, pay him in nickels and dimes. You know what? For some people, money is just not a motivation. I understand that. I understand. Uh, and on that note, Scott, I think we should tell the people to either get busy golfing or get busy dying. Goodbye, everybody. The game of golf is more than a sport. It's a lifestyle. Blue skies, bright sun, the walk, good friends, and the shots that keep you coming back. That is golf. Iconic, vintage, classic. Eagles and Arrows didn't create the look. They've only perfected it. Eagles and Arrows provides the classic American golf look with a modern spin. Hats, gloves, club head covers, and my favorite, the vintage American carry bag, are some of the amazing items you can find at eaglesandarrows.com. Follow them on Instagram at eaglesandarrows.co. It's Eagles and Arrows Company, C-O, on Instagram. Love golf, live life, Eagles and Arrows. Thank you.